0: Everyone, Emily Abadi here, bringing you another installment of Five Minute Friday from Hurdle. I'm feeling so much Hurdle love this week. (laughs) Yesterday on my Instagram, I've uh, I've been working on creating merch for a while, and I'm now in the process where I'm designing it. And I put out in my Instagram story on my Instagram story, (laughs) I put out. What should the sweatshirts, the hats say? Because in my head, it was going to say the word hurdler in big letters. But it seems as though the hurdle community really wants something that says another hurdle conquered. I feel passionately about this. That's why I sign off every episode that way. But I, of course, would love even more of your feedback. So if you have some, feel free to shoot me a DM either over on the Hurdle Podcast account at Hurdle Podcast or hit my DMs. I'm over at Emily Abadi as well. I'm doing something a little bit different this week Uh, for Five Minute Friday. I'm going to tell you a story that is exclusive to the show. And what I mean by that is oftentimes there's a lot of crossover between the weekly hurdle newsletter and, of course, this Friday episode. But this week I am getting a little personal and talking a little bit about my Apartment hunting situation. So, if you are new to the show, welcome. My name is Emily. I have lived in New York City for 10 years. All 10 years have been on the Upper East Side, and I'm finally leaving. (laughs) Not to be dramatic, don't worry. I'm not going very far. I'm moving from where I live in the northern part of Manhattan to Brooklyn. And I made that decision over the pandemic because I wanted to get more space and I knew that I would be able to get more space for my money. My money would be able to go further if I left Manhattan and went to Brooklyn. Now, it's interesting, right? Because when I let the world, so to speak, into this decision on Instagram, I got a lot of feedback from different people being like, this is a mistake. You shouldn't leave Manhattan. Other people were like super excited about it. Of course, everyone has an opinion, but I feel really confident. Confident in this decision and really excited about it. I'm really excited for this change. I'm ready for a clean slate. With that said, last weekend I finally found an apartment. I'm gonna keep the specifics of where the apartment is under wraps for a little bit. But what I will say is I was very open to different areas. I was open to different neighborhoods in Brooklyn because I could see myself being happy in a lot of different ones. You know, while there are perks to an area like Williamsburg being young and trendy, there are also perks to other areas like Prospect Heights or Boreham Hill or Brooklyn Heights. I mean, gosh, there are so many options. I'll be upfront. Uh, the whole process was really really emotional. I mean, I've talked on the show about being a woman in my early 30s, single, making a move like this on my own. And it was interesting in the apartment hunting process because so often I'd walk in and a broker would be like, so is it just you? And I just wanted to be like, yeah, mother, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, it's just me. I am here. I can do this on my own. I don't need a partner to move into this two bedroom. Anyway, I digress. It was emotional for me because, yes, like, of course, the wow, this is such a big life change. I didn't think that I would be here at 33 doing this on my own. Like, yeah, that's that's one thing. But really, like more emotional just because of how proud I am of myself. Like, I never thought that I'd be doing it because I didn't think that it was going to be in my wheelhouse. I never thought that I would be in a place where I. Felt confident enough in what I have going on and where I'm going that I would be able to establish myself in like this kind of home, a home that has a room dedicated to my work and recording and writing and bookshelves and uh, natural light in my living room and new appliances. And oh, my God, just so much stuff. Oh, my goodness. When I was on the phone with my girlfriend after the night that I applied for the apartment, I was... I was just crying uh, because if you've listened to the show, then you've heard me say this before, I felt that it would mean that I made it when I had someone else to accept my packages. And I know that sounds a little ridiculous. And of course that could be more than just a doorman. It could mean that I have a partner to join me or I have a building manager because my business now has its own office, like many different options for someone to accept the packages and me not to divert everything that ever gets sent to me. To a FedEx location. And so I've said this for a long time. And walking out of that building, that apartment that I applied to that happens to have a doorman was just this full circle moment for me, because for a whole year in 2019, going into 2020, when I thought that I'd be moving in 2020 before the pandemic, I would say that in 2020, I'm going to have someone else accept my packages. And I kept saying that and I kept writing it down and I literally started manifesting that. And then the pandemic happened. And of course, I mean, not to downplay the insane amount of challenges that came hand in hand with the last 14, 15 months. But part of me believes in my gut that the last 14, 15 months happened so that I could really focus on working my hardest on staying in this one place, although it may not have been the home that I was hoping for at the time and start to put aside uh, some money that maybe would have been spent traveling or running around the city or, God, doing who knows what. I mean, the fact that there are mostly no broker fees in Manhattan right now, and that apartment buildings are giving multiple months rent for free to incentivize people to move in, that was just never, ever, ever something that I thought would happen in my lifetime here in this city. So, talking to my friend on the phone and getting emotional and thinking about how far I've come and what is possible for me. Obviously, this conversation was before I found out that I got the apartment, but it was just so special that I was finally in this position to do this for myself and that I did this for myself. That's so freaking awesome, right? It's an important reminder, just this idea that we are in control to an extent. You have input as to the direction of your life if you are willing to work hard. I'm not saying that we can control every circumstance, but I am saying that there is a world of knowledge and opportunity out there if you are willing to have hard conversations and put yourself out there. And you know how I know that I've grown over the last couple of years? I I got the apartment acceptance and (laughs) I was texting my father. And I literally said to him, I am about to work harder than I have ever worked in my life. You know, we get to these points that maybe we never thought that we would get to. And I think the, the indicator of someone who is ready for challenge, who is always hunting for more, is you don't rest when you necessarily accomplish a goal. Like, of course, you recognize it. But then you ask yourself, what's next? And let me tell you, I'm excited about what's next, and I'm excited about what that brings for my life. Prompt for you this week. What is one thing, a manifestation that you want to put into the universe, something that you want for your life in the coming year? What is one thing, one manifestation that you want in the coming year that you're ready to put into the universe? Highlights of the week, links to all of this goodness in the show notes. First up, It's time to celebrate Des Linden's 50K world record. How could I not give some props to Des? You know, we love her on the show. She's been on twice. And recently, this week, she ran a 50K world record in two hours, 59 minutes, and 54 seconds. That's seven minutes ahead of the existing world record. And casual, she averaged just a, you know, 547 mile pace, so there's that. Read how to create a happier, healthier living space during springtime from Shape. Hi, as we've established here, my name is Emily. I am preparing to decorate a completely new home and I am addicted to Pinterest. <laughs> so obviously, this article about creating a happy and healthy space certainly caught my mind. A lot of good tips in here. I know that the concept of having a separate workspace, rejuvenating your workspace for the warmer weather, I am all about it. Support birth queen. I recently hosted a conversation for Lululemon in honor of Women's History Month, and in doing that, I met Rachel Nix, and she is a mom, a doula, a lactation counselor, and she's also a Lululemon ambassador and founding mirror trainer she also happens to be, as if that laundry list of awesomeness wasn't enough, the founder of Birth Queen, which is a non-profit working to combat the Black maternal health crisis. Birth Queen educates, supports, and empowers a Black women, parents, and birthing people and funds training for doulas, midwives, and lactation consultants. So, as it's Black Maternal Health Week this week, I wanted to share a link in the show notes for those who would like to donate and spread some information about Rachel's cause. Snag some tops and bras for 20% off at Athleta. I'm linking to some of my favorites in the show notes. A follower brought this sale to my attention yesterday, and uh, it's notable because Athleta rarely goes on sale. So a bunch of my favorites, again, in the show notes. Definitely check it off. I love me a good bargain. And last but not least, watch Before the Flood. My new thing, I think I've done it I've done it every night this week that shows what kind of social life I have. I, on weeknights, am all about watching documentaries. Uh, I'm late to this party because this documentary came out in, I believe, 2016. Uh, But with Earth Day on the horizon, I was searching something out that felt appropriate. So I found Before the Flood. Uh, Wow. Basically, in the documentary, Leonardo DiCaprio sounds the alarm about global warming and throws out some insane stats. Ready for this? The North Pole... Will likely be melted by 2040. Yeah, it's not. The whole documentary is not. It's definitely, definitely, give it a look. And now we have a listener question. Hi, Emily. My name's Brittany. I'm a new listener and new hurdler, but I'm loving every second of it. Um, I have a question about um, being a 12 hour three to four shift a week worker and how you would recommend um, working out on long shift days where I'm leaving the house at 515 and not coming home until maybe seven eight o'clock at night do you have any recommendations for how to push forward with uh, my workout routine and goals despite such a heavy work schedule thanks Brittany, thank you so much for your question. I'm actually talking about some themes that are super relevant to it in this week's installment of the weekly hurdle. Over there, I'm writing about strategies to navigate those sucky workouts. And I feel like a lot of the time a sucky workout happens when we're feeling unmotivated, which can come hand in hand with working long hours. So I highly recommend that you peep on over to the show notes and click to subscribe and read this week's newsletter. However, I will offer you one tidbit of advice, and that is that these workouts, your regular workout, it doesn't need to be something that takes you an hour. In fact, you can indulge in what hurdler Joe Holder loves to call exercise snacks. So this means if you have 15 minutes in the morning before you head out and 15 minutes at night and maybe uh, 15 minutes during your 45 minute to an hour lunch break, find ways to move that give you energy that you need to carry on with the rest of your day. Because I'll tell you this, when you make the time for movement, and I understand that you might be feeling tired, you're working hard and your hard work is so Appreciated, But when you're feeling tired, moving your body, getting those endorphins can be such a game changer. So find small breaks within your day to start adding movement into the mix. You'll be really grateful for it. And to make it even easier, think ahead about what these movement breaks might entail. Maybe that lunch one is literally just going for a walk. Maybe the evening one is you looking at the on-demand programming that you like to do and selecting which workout you're going to turn on. By taking the extra decision-making out of it, that's one less hurdle that you'll approach on your quest to getting active and moving your body. That's it for this week, y'all. Make sure you're keeping up with Hurdle over on social media. Again, it's at Hurdle Podcast. You can also follow along with the Hurdle community in the Secret Hurdlers group on Facebook. And if I haven't said it enough, make sure you're subscribed to the weekly Hurdle newsletter. Links to do all that, As I said in the show notes, appreciate all of you so much. Another hurdle conquered. Catch you guys next time.